0: Welcome to Enviropod, a chance to catch up with all the good things your Department of Public Works and Environmental Services does to maintain and improve the environment in Fairfax County. I'm your host, Bob Demarco, and on this edition of the podcast, I'm speaking with Christine McCoy with the Solid Waste Management Program and Virginia Recycling Association about thinking outside the box this holiday season. Christine, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Well, uh, it's a pleasure, and you know, a lot of uh, a lot of activity pops up this time of year, holiday season, um, and we get swept up in what are we buying for people, what are we doing, how are we going to celebrate. But there, there are a lot of things, uh, a lot of waste that's generated from this whole process. Um, how, how are you and your department thinking about handling this differently this year?
1: So yeah, that's right. Uh, they're predicting about twenty-five million tons of trash will be will be generated this holiday season and um, that our household waste basically increases about 25 percent over you know the holidays so uh, we're not necessarily doing anything different what we're trying to do is just promote um, source reduction which is waste prevention strategies over the holidays trying to think about ways that we can prevent actually even generating the waste to begin with
0: Okay, so you call that source prevention. Source reduction oh, or reduction. waste prevention. Okay. Yeah,
1: those are the terms, the industry terms, but it basically just means not generating trash.
0: Well, many households <laughs> in Fairfax County and around the country celebrate Christmas this time of year. Obviously, it's Christmas season. And the mainstay of the Christmas season is the tree. Uh, what are your ideas on how best to handle a Christmas tree?
1: So my understanding is trees are in short supply this year and that they're very expensive. Um, my strategy is I have a tropical fir plant that looks like a Christmas tree and I use that. It's a potted plant. It's I've had it for several years. It's almost as tall as me now. I'm not that tall, but anyway. <laughs> uh, uh, so that is one of the strategies I use is don't even bother buying a, pl- uh, a tree. Some people will purchase a tree that it actually they can plant after, um, you know, decorating it, enjoying it during the season. Of course, it needs to stay watered. Um, but uh, other strategies are, um, you know, making sure that if you do have a tree, a natural tree, that you, uh, at the end of the season, take off all the decorations, ornaments, and things like that, and make sure that it gets picked up um, as yard waste so that it'll be composted. And then, of course, there's always the artificial tree situation, and that's a great reuse strategy. Um, I've seen lots of people. We had one when I was growing up, and we used it for years and years and years. And um, uh, so those are you know, the ways that I would approach a tree um, for the holiday season.
0: Now, the tree thing can be very polarizing. Uh my brother and I you know my my family we grew up with a natural tree, you know that was cut down. Uh, with the exception of a few years my parents bought one that we could replant which was cool. Uh but uh, I always kind of thought a natural tree with the smell and everything was 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 the best way to go and my brother has deviated. He's gone the <laughs> other way and it's a rift between the two of us. And he has a very nice tree that they bring out every year and uh um, he's not the first person I would consider an environmentalist, but every <laughs> year he's like, "I'm not cutting down a tree right. for this." You yeah,
1: know? yeah, it seems a little short-sighted to do that. But um, and they do make really great artificial trees these days, and they make them in all flavors and sizes and colors, and so it can be kind of fun actually.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think uh, our household well, we might be moving in that direction because this year you're right, <laughs> our tree was expensive, and I didn't even think to look at the price until I was. Uh, Forking over.
1: Up at the counter ready to, you know, pull out your wallet. Sure. And, you know, then you can also think about the, you know, no needles, no needles to vacuum up. You don't have to, you know, find an extra person to, you know, help you strap the thing to the Mm. roof of your car.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So at the end of, for me, I tried to make it uh, January 2nd. I haul the tree out, make sure all the the, uh, heirlooms are off the tree. I haul it out. What happens to the tree once it's picked up?
1: So it's picked up and brought to um, one of our facilities where it's mulched into, um, you know, we we provide mulch free of charge. Mm -hmm. So it's usually just mulched up with the rest of the yard waste that we pick up throughout the year.
0: What about decorations? Are there there issues with decorations? Do they find their way out into the pollution, uh, into the?
1: I mean, I think most people uh, have, you know, heirloom decorations uh, that they've inherited from family and friends or gotten as gifts. And they reuse those all the time over and over again. Uh, I think we still have the same. I have an ornament that I made of myself, of a picture of myself in a little Christmas bell back when I was in kindergarten. Oh, and I still that's have that. Amazing. Yeah. So, um, so many of those things are actually cherished items. So they're typically not, um, you know, Going out into the environment, whatever. A lot of times, too, people will donate those to um, charitable organizations, thrift stores, and things like that, so that they somebody else can enjoy them. Um, you know, we actually just got rid of some kind of dog-eared uh, ornaments that my my boyfriend had made years and years ago. Um, they were um, like origami kinds of mm. pa- made out of paper. So, and then of course, there's I, back in the day, I have strung popcorn for you know. <laughs> Um, to decorate the tree. So there's all kinds of ways to decorate without necessarily having to buy anything. Um, let's see. What are some other well, ideas about decorations? Oh, one thing I was going to say is uh, a good way to eliminate some of the waste uh, when it relates to decorations is tinsel and mm. glitter, things like that, uh, that are made out of plastic. Uh, if you can eliminate those from your life altogether, that that's great. And I know tinsel is nice. It's very pretty, but it also is made out of plastic. So, And that stuff is hard to remove from the tree, so that kind of thing would end up in the environment.
0: All right. I was always um, – <clears throat> Excuse me, I was always poisoned against tinsel because I think my mom uh, didn 't like that it got everywhere and you know that it was messy, uh, but yeah, imagine one one Christmas tree with that with that free hanging tinsel. Uh, no, who's going to actually harvest all of that off the tree? Those are going to get out into the streams and such. and
1: Sure. It can end up in the storm drain because they're placing it out at the curb. And then, of course, if we're trying to grind it up, it'll end up as microplastics in mm. the mulch. So if we can avoid that altogether, that'd be great.
0: So other pollutions we might not think about when we think about decorating is ener- you know, energy use and, uh, well, light pollution, but we're not going to go there. <laughs> we, live <in> that, <laughs> we live in that environment. Uh, some extra Christmas tree uh, lights aren't gonna aren't gonna mess anything up. But what about uh, energy usage?
1: So in terms of energy usage, I imagine I would it was it's gonna go up because yeah, there's all those decorations and lighting and whatnot. Um, there's also gonna be a lot of batteries used, mm-hmm. um, and so if you have NiCad or lithium batteries, you want to make sure that you bring those to our household hazardous waste drop off site after they're um, you know. Useful life, mm-hmm. uh, and um, we typically buy uh, now. Of course, they have Christmas lights that are LED, so they're not as um, okay. you know energy intensive. So I would definitely recommend um, you know going out and getting some new, less um, energy or more energy efficient lights.
0: One thing I go through every year, just reams and reams, or I guess rolls and rolls of. uh, is wrapping paper because I am the best wrapper in the house. Everyone comes to me and I spare no expense when it comes to wrapping (laughs) a package and I do go through a lot.
1: Well, I am the worst gift wrapper ever, so uh, I prefer to use – so, you know, I get bags from people when they give me a gift, so I take those and I'll reuse those as much as I possibly can. They have now new fabric bags that you can use to wrap especially large gifts. Um, And if you have something that's very large, you know, does it really need to be wrapped? And if it's just you and your husband, boyfriend, whatever, like myself, um, do you really need to wrap gifts at all? (laughs) I mean, you know, they're – Maybe if there's some element of surprise, you could put it in a paper bag, you know. But Mm -hmm. uh, we're all adult. As you get to be older, it's a little less of a surprise tearing the wrapper off experience. Uh, But you can also wrap gifts in the comics from the newspaper or just newspaper in general. Although I know people don't necessarily have newspapers at home. So you can also wrap stuff in magazine pages or, um, you know,
0: there's – the coupon section. or whatever. The
1: coupon section. Yeah, exactly.
0: I get uh, when we do a white elephant thing here in our office, I always wrap the gift in, you know, we have our our schedules for the whole uh, channel printed out every week. So I'll take the schedule and wrap the gift <laughs> in that. People always know who it's from because <laughs>
1: I'm,
0: I'm being an environmentalist.
1: Right. So one of the things that I like to do for uh, the holidays is I don't buy gifts. Uh, I'm also not a very good gift buyer purchaser because i never know what people want or will use and i obviously want to avoid anything from being wasted so Mm -hmm. i know one thing that won't be wasted typically is cookies so i like to bake so i bake batches and batches of cookies i put them in the cookie tins that you can get you know from the second hand store that can be reused and and then i say to my friends if you want cookies next year i need the tin back so wow, that's, that's my excellent. waste reduction strategy. And then I don't have to. Well, of course, buying chocolate chips can get kind of expensive, <laughs> yeah. but it's it's fun to do. And um, and people really appreciate it because it's something, you know, that I made myself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that tin idea is kind of fun too. Mm-hmm. you know, um, you finish it up and then you bring it back. It's like, here it is. And now I'm ready uh, for next year's batch. Um because those kind of things i mean we we in my house it's hard to throw tins and baskets out and we get harry and david's <laughs> stuff and they have these nice baskets what are you going to do with these baskets after a while you throw them out so i use them for firewood and other stuff yeah uh, but- me
1: too i actually um use mine on my bookshelves to put some stuff in as well that's good yeah like the dog toys and you know, things like it, that. It, yeah. So, but yes, you're right. Some of those things are. But I do see a lot of that stuff going to secondhand stores. And I'm sure there's a lot of crafters out there that reuse them as well. So that's an option.
0: Um, also, this idea of um, experiences instead of gifts altogether.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So I'm just going to mention one experience I had recently because I, I, you mentioned earlier I'm on the board of the Virginia Recycling Association. So we had an axe throwing uh, uh, it was a guy with a flatbed truck and two lanes for throwing axes. So it can even come to your house and you can so do cool. it outside or there's, I think, axe throwing places around the, the area now. It's become a thing. So that's kind of fun. But you could skate. You could go skiing. Um, of course, now this weather is not, comprom- you know, co- helping us out in that regard. Right. But um well, maybe scuba diving. Uh, it's about, what, 60 degrees out today? <laughs> Hiking, biking. Um, one of the things I want to definitely promote is the fact that our parks, our park and rec, our rec centers, our libraries, they have programming um, for all seasons. So, And they're free. Yeah. So um, I encourage people to check out the programming at those venues as well. Um, I was even saying concerts, sightseeing and then of course there's the lighting tree and menorah lighting ceremonies right. and all those seasonal holiday and there's you know christmas markets and things like that of course i don't want to promote consumerism but <laughs> you know go get a hot chocolate yeah in a compostable cup
0: <laughs> yeah exactly you know? or you know you could even travel and take all of your environmental impact elsewhere
1: We're trying Mm, to reduce those greenhouse gas reduction (laughs) emissions from the travel. There's no free lunch, is there? We can always buy uh, uh, offsets, so, you know. Uh, Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah.
0: So uh, I think this um, axe-throwing trend is a very um, promising one. For me, I think it's it's very exciting. That's just a a parenthetical thing. But, yeah, I like this idea of – of buying people experiences because like you said oftentimes it's hard to tell what someone needs or what someone wants you know <clears throat> buying for my brother or or my parents or people who are older who have what they need and what they want and if you know you have to kind of think think differently and get them something that maybe they wouldn't do on their own Right. And and they get to experience that. And in the meantime, there's no waste. They don't have to figure out where to store it before they throw it out.
1: <laughs> and quite frankly, mostly what your friends and family want is time with you, you know, yeah. and, and maybe some alone time, maybe just a one-on-one type of interaction. Or maybe you want to do it as a family. So um, I think that's really important. And everybody is, you know, super busy despite COVID. I think, you know, getting out and trying to do some things that are a little bit different and maybe a little out of your comfort zone are kind of fun to do.
0: Well, we, we love to throw parties and my wife has a huge family. And um, <clears throat> this time, uh, let's see, we, we, um, we hosted Thanksgiving and oftentimes we'll host Christmas and, you know, we switch it off and all that. But uh, it usually ends up we're feeding 30 people or something like that. What are the ways that we can lessen our impact immediately, you know, on our immediate environment when we're entertaining like that?
1: So food waste is a big, big issue, and um, there's some really great strategies. I want to recommend that people check out uh, Save the Food. You can just—it's a campaign and a, a resource online that um, they actually have a guesstimator. Um, so it's an estimation tool. So if you have 30 guests, you can plug that in, and it'll basically tell you how much—you uh, know—how big the turkey should be. How much? How many potatoes? How many pounds of potatoes? That kind of thing that you should be making for that group, and it'll help you to eliminate having a whole ton of leftovers. Now, of course, if you want leftovers, so that people can take them home, that's great. Don't forget to save your takeout containers so that they can reuse those and take take away a plate instead of trying to balance two paper plates <laughs> in your back seat of your car. Um, so that's a great way to try and make sure that you're not um, over, you know, doing it on the, on the food production. And um, also you want to make sure, if you can, I mean, doing dishes for 30 people is not fun. So if you... Don't want to use reusable serviceware. You know, there's always the option of using compostable serviceware. And I think I've talked to you guys before. We actually have a food scrap drop-off program. Mm -hmm. So if you have plate waste or food scraps, um, trimmings from vegetables and things like that, and you put all that stuff in with your compostable serviceware if you don't want to do dishes, you can bring that to the I-95 landfill or the I-66 transfer station where we have our food scrap drop-off. Areas and you just put that in the bin and it'll be converted into compost. So
0: that's great. I mean, I think that is uh, a. It's a great service, but b. It it is a distinction, a fine distinction that must be made. You know, there are a lot of disposable um, plateware and silverware, you know, brands and types out there, but they're not all compostable. So you do have to seek those out.
1: Um, well. Okay, there, that's not necessarily true. Typically, if it's just made out of paper and it, it doesn't have a wax coating or that kind of thing, it's certainly not styrofoam, obviously. But if it's a white paper plate, it's fine. Um, it is, is uh, you know... Uh, napkins and mm. paper towels uh those are fine as long as you haven't used any cleaning products or you have any like you didn't blow your nose <laughs> that kind of thing got you got you those yeah. are fine yeah um but uh but they do obviously also have uh compostable that stuff that's certified compostable
0: right and um, to to include silverware yes,
1: yes. to ins- it, to include serviceware yes the um cutlery cutlery yeah. yep and um So you can definitely use that. And that is actually the plastic. A lot of that cutlery plastic is a real, you know, problem because you can't do anything with it other than dispose of it as trash.
0: That's my one uh, – and I'm not standing on a soapbox by any means, but that's my one – that's one thing that really sticks in my craw in terms of um, food waste. I always just have silverware, like actual silverware that I've taken from home or an old old set, and I leave it here at work instead of every day getting – Three new forks and three because I always imagine those things out floating around in the Pacific <laughs> there are plenty of things I don't think of plenty of waste I do generate that that doesn't occur to me but um, oftentimes it's what you can do or what you're thinking of and that leads to more and more and more and for me um, you know uh, plastic straws I, I thought were ridiculous a long time ago but for me plastic silverware especially when you can have a great pair of Actual, you know, who who likes to eat off a of plastic? You know,
1: not very, so. very many people. I actually have my own, you know, ceramic plate, and you're right, uh, metal fork and knife and spoon in my desk drawer that I use also.
0: Yeah, like a civilized person. That's right. <laughs> um, that uh, that guesstimator uh, food guesstimator thing that you were mentioning before. Uh, what what is that called again? So people can check that. Save out? Save
1: the food. Save the so f- if they just type in save the food, um, I think it's dot org. Uh-huh. They should it should come right up.
0: That's an incredibly useful um, service because it's so often I'm cooking for a group of people and I just assume, oh, that's a uh, that's a big guy. He must eat a ton. And then I observe and I like they only had one plate like what they don't like my cooking. Or, <laughs> so, I mean, I always overestimate what people eat. Um, and so this thing, this uh, guesstimator, Save the Food, seems like a really valuable service.
1: I think it really is. I think it helps a lot, especially if you have large groups of people.
0: So last in this, in this holiday conversation, um, all of the packaging we do, and I'm not just talking about wrapping gifts to put under the tree, but sending <laughs> gifts home and sending gifts to friends far afield. What do we do about all that packaging? Yeah,
1: you were talking about Harry and David, and you know that we got the Amazon. We got all these people that are shipping their friends and family packages for the holidays. Obviously, cardboard is one of the most recyclable materials in the world. Like, it it's recycled at a rate of about seventy-five percent of what's been wow. you know produced is recycled, and um, the packaging that you get inside. So if you have bubble wrap or the pillows, you can pop those pillows and the shrink wrap and any other what we call plastic film. And it's just basically plastic bags. Uh, If it Sounds crunchy like the inside of a cereal. You know those mm-hmm. um, bags that are in cereal boxes. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like you know again grocery shopping bags and things like that. All of that can be brought back to a local grocery store. Uh, I think we looked at it and there's about 30 grocery stores mm-hmm. in Fairfax County, all of which take back um, this plastic film. You might want to call them first, but typically you just go into the lobby of the store and there's a bin there where you can drop all your plastic film. And the plastic film um, typically in this area gets taken out to Winchester, Virginia, where it's made into Trex decking. Oh. Yeah. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah.
0: That, that's the the fake wood uh, yeah. that doesn't shrink that you make decks out of.
1: Extruded plastic that, lumber. That is and brilliant. For decks and benches and things like that. And yeah.
0: I love it. Well, Christine, thank you so much for coming on Enviropod. And uh, you you are a, uh, an alum of the show, so thanks for coming back. Um, and happy holidays to you.
1: Happy holidays to you, too. Stay safe, everybody.
0: And thank you for listening to Enviropod. If you want to get more information on the Fairfax County Department of Public Works and Environmental Services and all that it does, go to fairfaxcounty.gov slash public or call 703-324-5033 weekdays between 8 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. Thanks again for joining us on Enviropod, which is produced by the Fairfax County Virginia Government.